everyone. Welcome to Movie Films. Bill and Steve. I'm Bill. And I'm Steve. Movies talk. So let's talk movies. Let's talk those movies. Uh, welcome, everyone. We are post-episode 50. We're on episode 51. Uh, one more, and it's, it's a year. You know what happens on a year anniversary? Nothing. You just keep doing the same damn thing, because this is Full Moon-tober, baby. Woo! Full Moon-tober. Suck it! All the Full Moon fans listening to all us talking about how much we don't like some of these movies. Uh, speaking of Full Moon fans, we didn't talk about this last week, but I discovered that uh, Full Moon has a like a monthly box, a mystery box subscription, similar to Loot Crate, similar to all these other bolt, whatever shit in a box you get every month. Yeah. And it made me laugh because um, I think you can buy one box, you can go monthly for $35 a month, or you can do, I think, a six-month subscription... Which I think is every other month, so it's a year subscription for two forty plus shipping. And it made me laugh because I think anyone getting this is a full moon fan, and full moon fans already own everything, right? So they're they're subscribing to a service to get copies of movies they already own, just for yep. the chance that they might get an autographed eight by ten by of Charles Band or some other stupid shit that's just li- promotional shit that's lying around their warehouse. Yeah, I mean, I don't... Uh, I mean, yeah, I kind of guess it's cool for Full Moon fans, but as you said, they're going to be getting a whole lot of doubles. A whole well, lot of doubles. Well, hell, I mean, if you look at the online selection of uh, Full Moon's movies, like, you want to buy a cop- copy of Puppet Master? Well, here's this copy of this cover, here's this copy of this cover, here's this copy of this cover, here's this copy that comes in a box set. It's like, there's like... <laughs> oh, man. But, sorry, that's side bit there. Uh, Steve, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well. I did some more filming for The Survivors. It is currently uh, Thursday. I will be probably uploading the Indiegogo page tonight or tomorrow for pre-orders for the DVD of The Survivors, for the Blu-ray of The Survivors, and for the $50 Blu-ray of all of my movies. Of Wolfster, Part 1, Part 2, Slasher Hunter, Everyone Must Die, Captain Z, Red Christmas, and The Survivors. That sounds fantastic. So if you guys are listening to this on our normal upload day of Sunday... Hey man, woo! You're gonna get those goodies or not? What are you doing? It's just okay, fifty bucks for all my movies. If you don't own my movies yet, this is literally the cheapest way to own them all in full HD. Hell yeah! So and while you're it. at it, uh, buy Red Christmas. Yes. Also buy doing? Red Christmas and buy Super Task Force One. Yeah, especially that, and tell everyone about that movie. Tell everybody. Come on, what are you guys doing? Why aren't you telling it? Why aren't you telling it? Go up to your mom if I came on. Super Task Force One. She'll go. Oh! And then she'll love you again. Yeah. <laughs> You'll finally fix your relationship with your mother. She won't be able to get out of jail, but, you know, she'll love you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I didn't make a fucking miracle movie here, guys. Those murder charges ain't going away. <laughs> they are not going away anytime soon. It doesn't matter what she says your dad did. Nope. How are you doing, Bill? Doing great. Uh, not a whole lot going on. Uh, I went and saw The Green Inferno. How was it? Uh, I liked it. Well, I don't know. Let me see. I, I thought. I think my general feelings coming out of the theater was, "Hey, this is this is pretty okay." <laughs> I've like, heard a lot. It, it's sorry. It's like it's it's 2015, and I just got out of the theater seeing a brand new Amazonian cannibal film. Yeah, I think that's the most telling review, right there. Like, of no matter what, uh, you got to see that film in a theater in 2015. Yeah, and, and I'm glad it actually came out, considering it was supposed to come out last year. Yeah. But because of distribu- like the distributor, compl- you know, it's just problems with studio, you know, stuff, studio stuff, stuff, stuff like that. So it just got pushed back to now. 
Um, it's probably my one I like. It's probably my uh, favorite of Eli Roth's films. That's I know that's not saying necessarily a lot. <laughs> um, I I like Eli Roth as the person as a person. I think he obviously has a huge passion for horror films. He knows his shit. I think he's way more authentic than people like Quentin Tarantino. I completely agreed on that. And yeah. their love for subjects. Um, they don't try to do it. They don't try to spout uh, kind of just the bullshit of, oh, I love this actor. And then like, if you love the actor, why don't you fucking cast him in your movies? <laughs> uh, no thanks. That's a complaint against Tarantino, but but anyways. But, no, um, you know, it has, the movie has, you know, the usual kind of dickhole characters Roth writes, but they're not as many of them. Like, most of the characters are pretty likable. Uh, the, the lead girl is very likable. I liked her. I was rooting for her, of course. Uh, the special effects were fantastic. So mm-hmm. there's one there's one CG bit that doesn't look the best, but otherwise there's tons of practicals, tons of good cannibal eating stuff. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's the obviously the best in the genre, but it's it's okay, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, which I think is fine. So you go check it out. It didn't open in a lot of theaters, so it didn't necessarily make a ton of money, but it also didn't open in like three thousand screens. So if it's by you, go check it out. Can't yeah, can't go, can't hurt. Go so. check it out. If nothing else, support it so that uh, movies like this keep coming out. For sure, because I think I think I don't know. I like seeing Roth's films generally. I'll see him in the theater once, give him a shot. Mm-hmm. So I can't, you know, say I'm not. I don't see his movies. I, I always give him a shot to see if he's improving or see what he's got to deliver and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also have been playing Lego Dimensions. Oh yeah, I've been playing the hell out of that too. I'm enjoying that quite a bit. Probably, probably my favorite game I played this year. Just because like the enjoyment I'm having, just being able to play with my wife and do stuff. Um, uh, Toys R Us is currently having a deal where if you spend thirty five bucks on Lego Dimension stuff, you get a ten dollar gift card. Oh, so I, I think the deal. No, the deal is if you if you buy. The way I read the deal is you have to actually buy the base game of hundred. That's a hundred dollars to get the ten dollar gift card. No, that's a completely separate deal. Oh well, you know it's fine because I I go to Best Buy. I'm in the Gamers Club thing, and I get twenty percent off everything. So I got the game for eighty dollars, and all the. The packs for twenty percent off as well. That's fair. Piece of shit. Hey, I don't know. Hey, I don't know why more people don't have that 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 thing. It's only thirty dollars for two years, and you get twenty percent off everything. Uh, double points on rewards points. Um, for me, I only don't have it because it's so much more out of the way for me to go to Best Buy than like most other stores around me. Yeah, hey, that's totally fair. Uh, uh, and, like it's still like drivable. Like I can get to it, but compared to the other options, man. Yeah, no, no, totally fair. Mine's just right the road, so... Yeah, mine was that close, absolutely. It's everything about that, like, Gamers Club seems like the best fucking deal for video games. Yeah, I got it because I was picking up um, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Collector's Edition, and so I got it shipped for, like, $85, mm-hmm. and which is pretty good. Um, and I then I obviously all the Lego Dimension stuff and all the Lego Dimension stuff that's going to be coming out, getting it for cheaps, cheapskies. Hell yeah, getting it for the cheap skis. Uh, but the game's good. Keeps it has great humor. It's really enjoyable. I like the interaction between the playpad. I like all the just jokes that happen on on in the game between all the characters and all the different worlds they go and visit. Yeah, if you guys like like Lego Batman two, Lego Batman three, like the other Lego games that have like original stories, it's this game is just as good, if not better. Especially from a writing standpoint, the gameplay's there. You know, it's that really tight, fun Lego game gameplay. The writing is hilarious. I've laughed out loud a bunch of times. And it's fun just the fact that they do acknowledge that the Lego Batman games take place in a universe that is separate from the Lego movie Batman. 
Yeah, I mean, that's my biggest, my, my favorite thing I like about the game is that Wild style and is animated and moves like she does in the Lego movie. Yes. Like everybody else is animated moves like in the game, so obviously they don't follow the joints of the Lego figure. They can just move freely, but she just moves in that, you know... Semi-blocky. Yeah, in the method that, of how her articulation on the minifigure actually can move. Yes. I really appreciate that. <laughs> it's fantastic. So, so it makes her combat just look hilarious and a blast. So. I, I hope that uh, that we get some uh, the Wild Stallions team pack uh, so that I can have Bill and Ted and Marty and the Doctor all hang out. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> hey, that's just one licensed property away, man. I know. They, according to like the uh, the lead guy for the team, so they have they have every, they have everything planned out for like three years. I can't wait to see what they do with this. That's what they want to do. So I'm looking forward to the uh, the Midway pack that comes out in January. Mm-hmm. That pack looks hilarious. Hey, go go play through all these Midway games. You want to play Defendor with uh, Gandalf? Go for it. Let's fucking do this. Hell yeah. So yeah, glowing review on that. Uh, but hey, man, that, that might, it might be a new game, but we got some new news to talk about. Movie news! Woo, a little bit this week. Uh, we already talked about Star Wars Land, but now Disney's been confirming. Uh, people going to the park are noticing that a lot of stuff is closing. Because uh, everything's just getting tore up. <laughs> yeah. Everything's getting torn up for the Star Wars Land. They are pushing this fast. Uh, I know a guy that works for Disneyland, you know, for the actual parks, claiming, and he may be off base, he may be misunderstanding, or he may be fucking right, uh, claiming that uh, several of these new Star Wars things that they're adding will be open by December. Nope. I don't believe that. I believe that there will be new Star Wars stuff by then. Because Disney is trying to push the stuff as fast as possible, but this new Star Wars land is going to be a huge endeavor. It's going to take a while. Yeah, they're looking to drain uh, the rivers of America for the construction. Uh, they might install some coffer dams so it still looks uh, like there's be full water along Frontierland and New Orleans Square riverbanks. That I hope they do that. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be. I don't know. Farmy thinks that it won't work out. <laughs> I mean, they have they have drained the rivers of America before. It's fine. It would just be nice, since this construction is going to take so long, if they set that up in order to keep the rivers kind of going until then. Yeah, it's going to be really... Ind- I don't know. For I know a lot of people, obviously, like you know, Steve, uh, people from AC4 for game days, uh, just go to Disneyland all the time, and it's like, I can't imagine how lame some of this might be, just because now there's all this stuff that's going to be closed for mm-hmm. like the next year or more while they're building all this stuff. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Star Wars Land! <laughs> Be fucking huge, judging from like the satellite pic- like can, like picture bits that people are constructing for it. I mean, it's not that huge compared to the other lands, but it is bigger than what a lot of people were expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I, whatever. It's a new land. It's not replacing a land. It's replacing part. Uh, it's replacing Big Thunder Ranch, which is a fun little area where like lesser known characters come out to meet you. But it's not vital. I liked it. And I like the petting zoo part of Big Thunder Ranch, but that stuff wasn't vital. It wasn't needed, so mm-hmm. I'm fine with them doing this. Hey, uh, I had some friends saying, "What about what, what's going to happen to the goats?" I'm like, "It's it's easy. Just put some costumes on them. Boom, banthas, mm-hmm. bantha goats. Just have them running around with some sand some sand people, and you're set. Let's do it." I I mean I know I saw the movies, but I don't remember the banthas being so small. Uh, just uh, force perspective. Uh, just go with it. Just go with it. Uh, this is uh, this is the special edition. Special edition park. Fuck you, kids. 
So let's put let's put, let's put uh, George Lucas in charge of Star Wars Land, so that way in like fifteen years you can have the special edition. <laughs> Perfect. It'll be way better then. He'll just, he'll just tear all the rides bunch down. AT-AT walkers added to the background. A bunch of dewbacks walking around. Just walking around like, why are these here now? These add um, nothing. The ride, the rides, the, the rides you... where you do around shooting stuff like the Buzz Lightyear ride. They'll put one in Star Wars, but everything will shoot you first. Yeah, I was just about to make that joke. God damn it! <laughs> gotcha. Because I shot first. <laughs> uh, only in the special edition podcast. In the original version of this podcast, which will be available in 2025 for the low price of twenty dollars, everyone will hear that I came up with that joke first. Despecialized edition. <laughs> Released by Disney, finally. Ah, uh, so yeah, Star Wars Land, whatever. You know, it, it looks cool, but let's see where it goes. Uh, okay, moving on to some uh, new stuff. I don't know how to make a segue for here. Uh, Ridley Scott says, Blade Runner 2 will address replicant death, and more sequels may come. Uh, which he, like, straight out the bat says, Of course he's a bloody replicant. He's going to have to admit it. I'm not going to tell you uh, how the question of replicant exploration is addressed. You'll have to see the story, and it'll, it'll all make sense. And I just immediately got upset because I think it's kind of bullshit. Because for years it's always been a, oh, is he? Is he not? Huh? And then now it's just really Scott going, well, of course Deckard's a replicant. Which really ruins a lot of the film. Yeah, I, 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 always, I always insisted and believed that Deckard was not a replicant. I also have never thought that he was a replicant. Uh, I mean, I could see an argument for it. I just don't agree. And I believe that it's left open on purpose. Uh, clearly not, though. <laughs> clearly he's supposed to totes be a replicant and anyone that doesn't think so stupid clearly uh but no sequel film obviously the original film is set in 2017 so the sequel will be set in around 2047 um yep although apparently that was that's what he said as a quote but apparently the, the writer of this article we were getting this news from said uh the original movie was in 2019 but uh scott was close enough just close enough i just i don't know a lot of my goodwill towards Ridley Scott has been dwind- uh, like dwind- uh, dwindling over the years. Yeah, I mean... I mean, I've never been a huge fan of Ridley Scott as a director anyway. Well, apparently uh, he's like, not directing a Blade Runner 2, um, but I guess he's still involved in the production of it. But even then, I don't like the idea of a Blade Runner 2, honestly. I agree. Unless it was a completely separate, unrelated story set in the same world, then sure. That's fine. Yeah. Why, well, why call it Blade Runner 2? Why can't we just get a cyberpunk movie? I agree. I don't know why we just can't get more of those. It's like, see, like in the '90s, that's all we had, and they were kind of hilariously stupid. Yes, because they didn't. I don't. I don't think they actually fully went the cyberpunk route. It's like they wanted to have like the cyberpunk stuff, but still keep it in the real world of the, of the '90s. Mm-hmm. I feel like we just need to go on and just make like a Deus Ex type movie. Yes. But uh, moving on, um, Terminator Two sequels on hold indefinitely, despite worldwide box office success, which is like. Uh, don't I don't think like barely scraping by counts as a success. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, because apparently, apparently there's some talk that about Terminator Genesis is still losing money even after raking in 440 million worldwide. I believe it. But even even then, the worldwide box office gets like well, amount there gets usually cut and cut in half. So yeah, you're not getting all that back, and I'm sure. Arnold's uh, fee for the film was pretty pricey. 
Oh, for sure. Because I'm sure he can get it. It's not like him going for a smaller film like Sabotage or uh, The Escape Plan or something. He's like, oh, it's Terminator film? Well, I will get all the money. Uh, um, but, give me all the money. But this does remind me, uh, the, the rights for the franchise are reverting back to Cameron in 2019. Yes. Uh, which I think that's what my original problem with Genesis was. Like, why are they doing this? Because it's not going to make any sense. Because the rights are just going to go right back to Cameron. He'll make his own Terminator sequel, making meaning all these films are just worthless. He'll just re-release Terminator 2, except have his original ending, and then just have the big the end words at the end. <laughs> That'd be perfect. <laughs> I think it'd be fantastic. That's how the fucking thing should have ended. Well, yeah, I think that was a perfectly fine ending. I mean, or... I don't know. If he wants to make more films, I think he could... I'd, I'd rather leave it to Cameron to decide what he wants to do than how they kind of took things in 3, which, as we already discussed. We have definitely already discussed 3. Uh, um, <laughs> but you know what? It's not going to happen because he's too busy trying to make more Avatar films. Maybe we'll get an Avatar Terminator crossover. That sounds awful. <laughs> just, uh, just terrible. And they'll be on the Titanic. No. The Titanic 2. I would love someday for it, like an original cut of Titanic to come out with uh, like for its intended like summer blockbuster action film release. Yeah. Like the original intent, like all those scenes cut uh, that were cut, put back in the film and like the soundtrack redone to make it a action film. An action packed. That it was originally intended to be. Yeah. I'm really cu- I would be curious to see that cut too. Including, like, the whole giant spider thing taking down the, the ship. <laughs> uh, that's, no. what, that's how the Titanic really sank. I mean, it just no, kind Stephen of Stephen Lang came in with his, like, little, like, uh, mech suit and then, like, tore it in half and then pulled out, like, a giant knife from his mech suit and then fought Jack on, a, like, a... on a floating door. Fuck yeah. And then Stephen Lang became an ultra badass. Stephen Lang is still my only reason I like Avatar. He was, so, he was so cool. I agree. <laughs> he was. Like if they ever, they ever made a 40K Space Marine movie, he has to be in it. Here's the things I like from Avatar. Um, him and the actual, just the 3D itself. I thought that was really well done. It was. That's why that movie is number one worldwide. Because <laughs> everyone went and saw it in 3D. That was the only reason to see it. Star Wars, though, man. Star Wars is going to break it in, in domestic. I'm telling you. Well, gonna happen. Let's see. Uh, Robert England is not playing Freddy in the next A Nightmare on Elm Street. Steve, you brought this to me. You want to talk about it? Uh, yeah. Uh, a few. I mean, I don't know if it was specifically a few days ago or a while ago, but Robert Eng- Bob, old Bobby, uh, was talking in an interview about you know, you know, I would do uh, Nightmare on Elm Street nine. You know, I would do Freddy versus Michael Myers. You know, I mean, there's more to do with the character than just do a reboot, and. Just yesterday, he tweeted, Hey, guys, just uh, super clarify, make things official. I am never playing Freddy Krueger again in any Nightmare Project. So, a daymare on Elm Street is confirmed. <laughs> uh, that's coming. No more nightmares. It's all daydreaming. It's all daydreaming now. Sounds great. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I guess... This tweet establishes that in the original interview that I mentioned, he was put, like putting himself in the shoes of the filmmakers and saying, like, if I were them, but not saying that if I were them, you know, I would do another nine or another versus movie as opposed to doing this, uh, which is not what it sounded like originally. So I guess he just wanted to clarify to people, you know, like, I'm not I'm not doing this again, although I'm sure money would talk. Yeah, I, I have a hard time believing he had turned it down. I like. 
Is he gonna make that much money at a convention? Yeah. No. No. I mean, he makes a lot of money at conventions, don't get me wrong, but I think a good sizable check jumped in his lap. I think he might go for it. But I can understand his point. Like, hey, I'm done with the character. I moved on. At this age, I don't have any interest in putting on that makeup and doing all that stuff again. Yeah, I mean, hey, guys, I was game for more movies back then, but that was fucking ten years ago, guys. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm almost 70. So let's get on the the new V series, a sequel to the original starring Robert Englund. Who would not watch that? Uh, I'd watch a sequel, a, um, Adventures of a Ford Fairlane sequel. Oh, fuck yeah, that'd be awesome. Like he comes, he comes back as the Cockney uh, speaking uh, hitman killer guy. That guy that we killed you. Nope. For the for like the three people out there that have seen Ford Fairlane, check it out. Check it uh, out. If you want to see a movie with Andrew Dice Clay, where he kind of just mostly is an excuse for him just to do a stand up in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it is. Not all of it, but there's a lot. There's a good amount of it. Not, don't get me wrong, but. So yeah, check that out. Uh, so yeah, news. I think that's about it. That's it for this week. It's um, the end of the news. We held off as long as we can, but we gotta keep talking about Puppet Master. <laughs> we, um, I mean, this isn't bad because we're starting off with uh, the peak of the franchise. I feel for sure. Spoilers, okay. but I don't really think that's a spoiler. I think I don't think it's spoilers. I generally like. I think I've talked before. I think this is universally agreed to be the best in the series. Yeah, uh, Puppet Master Three: Toulon's Revenge. Fuck yeah. Set in Berlin during World War II, the Nazi regime is attempting to develop a drug that will animate the dead in order to use in the in order to use in the war effort. I hate this all the time. Talon arouses suspicion as a Nazi dissident and his secret is discovered. During a Nazi raid on his home, Talon's beautiful wife is murdered. Talon vows revenge with the help of his animated puppets. This movie gives a new perspective on Talon and his friends. Yep. Craig West, C. West at teleport.com. Thank you for your fucking horrendously written summary. <laughs> you piece of shit. Eat my dick. Uh, Puppetmaster 3, rated R from director David Dakota. Well, another David. Another David. Long series of Davids. David <laughs> Dakota, who he once was a pretty good director. Now he just makes movies of shirtless men in his home in Malibu. Uh, can you blame him? No, I guess. I mean... <laughs> Why make good films when you can make a talking cat? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Or 90210 Shark Attack. Or Bonnie and Clyde, Justified. Or 666, Creepy Carrie. Oh. Or 1313, UFO Invasion. Oh, there's the whole 1313 series. That's right. There's 1313, Meteor Triangle. 1330, Hercules Unbound. What's the cover of this movie? Oh, come on, IMDb. Oh, yep, a bunch of shirtless men. <laughs> The cover for 1313 UFO Invasion is five shirtless, very pretty-looking men. Oh, man. Let's get Steve's uh, first reaction on this picture. I'm going to send him right now. Okay, let me see this picture. This is the first time I'm seeing this image. Uh, it's loading. It's about... <laughs> but why? But why? It's just that girl kind of in the background to the left. There's a girl in this. Don't worry about it. She has a shirt on, though. 1313, Haunted Frat. The cover of this. Uh, The Bermuda Triangle also has four shirtless guys and a girl slightly to the left. The cover of every one of these is just a bunch of very twinky, pretty-looking men shirtless. 1313, Cougar Cult has three women on the cover, but then also three shirtless men. 
there in the background, and there's no... Haunted uh, Haunted frat has no women. Nope. Well, it's a frat. What do you want? Uh, Jesus Christ. Why do all of these look the same? They're they're, all the same! Because they're shot for like $2, and they're shot in his home. Well, I mean, Frankenqueen actually has a woman in the middle, and then also five shirtless men. Yeah, these movies have a lot of shirtless men. I kind of... I kind of feel like we need to see all of these, Bill. No, we don't. This sounds horrific. Okay, no. They are on Netflix, so if you do want to check them out, you can get them there. Uh, month 13, we're going to do all the 1313 movies. Month 13. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, so, Puppmaster 3. Uh, as the summary kind of discussed, uh, we are going back in time. Yes, it bam, takes place... Bam, bam. It takes place in 1941, uh, two years after Toulon killed himself. He's back to life again in Germany before he kills himself. I mean, I didn't have, may I have my timeline mixed up. I thought Toulon was in the 50s and killed himself. Uh, no, according to his headstone uh, from the first two films, he committed suicide in 1939. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Yeah, 1939, with you. Bodega Bay, California. That's yep. even in the I didn't. I never noticed that. Well, yep. that's fine. The film is mostly like retconning it, a lot of shit. Anyways. Absolutely, Absol- and that's fine. You know, <laughs> no, totally fine. Uh, honestly, 100 percent fine. Given really what we get with Puppet Master and Puppet Master Two. Yeah, and it's like with with the third film, they kind of set up a new continuity, kind of until they kind of shit on. Until like they it. decide they're all in continuity instead of just like going with what's working. Uh, needless to say, this is the best film in the series. It's, uh, as again, as somebody said, we're back in World War II. We got Nazis. The film has a much darker tone. Um, the puppets are clearly the good guys in this film. There are not a lot of annoying people that are just going to get murdered because of it. We're getting to see some bad, nasty Nazi people murdered. Hey, what kind of person do people like seeing die? Uh, the Nazis! Alright, let's kill them. Nazis. I hate Nazis. Everyone does. Uh, and yeah, they do. Man, they they fucking do. Uh, they make sure you hate the fucking Gestapo. <laughs> Hardcore. I like that there's a couple people in Germany that like work for the Nazis that aren't pieces of shit people, and like that is just their job. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, fucking the villain of this, Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Major Kla- Kraus, played by Richard Lynch. He is a bastard and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just a nat- terrible person, which I super appreciate because it gives you a villain that you hate, and then it makes you root for Toulon the, the more. Uh, Andre Toulon is in the film. Is our we got back with our titular puppet master this time, played by uh, Guy Rolf. He does a fantastic pu- job. Yeah, besides obviously the little bit we see him in the, uh, Toulon in the first film, I think Guy Rolf is my favorite version of Toulon. Yes, because obviously he's throughout the entire film we see him a lot. Mm-hmm. It's very personable, very loving, obviously. But also in the, a lot of scenes can come off super intense. Yes. Like, you just pissed off the wrong motherfucker. You don't want to fuck with Toulon. No, you certainly fucking don't. Um, he's putting on puppet shows that he thinks is political satire, making fun of Hitler. Mm-hmm. Um, bad move. <laughs> bad move, because the Gestapo will come in, bust on him. Um, they just kind of discover they can animate puppets, so they're trying to find the secret to why he did this in the struggle. His wife is killed. His wife, Elsa. Elsa, who's such a nice lady. She just let it go. Uh, that fucking, uh, obviously drives Toulon to seek revenge. So he, um, we find out the origin of Leech Woman. This is kind of where it's, she's introduced. And apparently Leech Woman is the res- kind of resurrected soul of Elsa. 
Yeah, this is the film where they super establish that these puppets are souls of people that he used to know, which I think is a fantastic idea. Absolutely. Way better than the weird shit of him bringing Torch to life with mystery. I think it works way better, and that's the reason why like other people can't replicate Toulon's formula that well. Mm-hmm. With the exception of like the guy in the first movie that used it on himself. Yeah, I'm gonna use my. I mean, I used it. And I killed myself. Now I'm back. How, how'd that happen? <laughs> how does this work? And why did you guess on killing yourself? Why didn't Toulon do this? If it was that easy, why are you the first one? Whatever. Uh, but I love the idea that you know these are all people that were killed in shitty ways by shitty people, and the reason why it works on them is because they have a reason to continue living. Yeah, for sure. Um... When I was watching the movie, I was kind of getting confused. I'm like, oh, Jester's here. But I have to remember, okay, this is... Three is, you know, throw throw continuity out the window. Throw everything you've seen before out the window. They're setting their new... Laying down new track. Yeah. Uh, You know, obviously, because establishing how the formula works, how all this other stuff works. Before, it was all hinted at, like, he has got this... The first film, it's like, I just say some magic words. Boom, life. Uh, The second film was, I got this secret from Egypt. Mm Mm-hmm. And I need pieces of brain, I guess. <laughs> need some brain. Still, now it's a matter of here. There's a formula, of course, but you also need a soul of someone. It's the formula live. plus it's magic plus it's the soul of someone that wants to live. Still a lot of magic, which is fine. Magic at the ass. Magic at the ass, which is cool. Nothing wrong with that. Um, we, and we obviously we find we find out the origins of Blade. Obviously, for Blade being like the major mascot of the series, he's actually not in this film. More which- six shooter is more the main uh, puppet of this movie. Which I thought was a really cool move. I thought that was fun and interesting, because then when Blade does show up, it matters. For sure. And also, I appreciate that the by far coolest, most badass puppet of the entire franchise, Blade, is this little, unassuming, nerdy, chubby guy. (laughs) Yeah, this, this, this scientist who just wanted to learn how to resurrect the dead, and did not want Toulon's wife to be killed. He didn't, he just wanted to learn the secret. He just, he, just, he wanted to, he like, hey, we need to work together here. You know, if things were different, we could have done great things together. And he's trying to help Toulon and dies. So Toulon, uh, saves his life. Hey, Hess, now you're a badass. Now you, now you are. Um, I appreciate, um, the, cause Blade is being modeled, uh, in the film. Toulon, one of the things that I liked is Toulon says that he's modeling the face of Blade off of, um, the villain, uh, Klaus. Klaus. He's modeling the Blade's face off of Klaus, and that's why they look the same. But in the same sense, Blade's face is just straight up Faust's face from the old show mm-hmm. that he used to do. So I think that's a nice little parallel that he believes that um, Klaus is the devil because he's that evil. So he's that's, sh- that's smart. I don't know if the filmmakers thought that. Probably not. Because obviously, retroactively, I felt like Faust, the puppet of Faust, when they were showing it, I think was made so you sort of look at it and go, "Oh, it looks like Blade." And then I, like, I think, but I think no, I, I don't know. I might give some credit to uh, Charles Band and all of them for thinking of that. It could go like either think. way. I would like to think. <laughs> I think your observation's really good. I didn't think about that. That's really good. Yeah, really good. I like that a lot. Um, Where's I going? This uh, six shooter. We meet six shooter for the first time in this film, and I I love six shooter. Six shooter's fantastic. I love his design. I love the fact that he has just straight up guns, and I love his voice so much. Yeah, <laughs> just so he looks everything. I like how uh, when they goes to like murder one of the major generals, he just sends you know six shooter on a murder mission. He's like scaling a wall, pulling the guns, having to shoot down with a dude. <laughs> yeah, I like when he does it. Like his. 
his the handkerchief automatically goes up. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's time to do business. <laughs> time to fuck some shit up. With my little guns. I like in the, the Full Moon universe, even if a gun is tiny, it still has super destructive powers. Yes. Like the gun, uh, the gun from Dollman and everything which obviously at, at full scale that gun blows people up <laughs> yeah so that's so when fair you do, when, you, when you do shrink it down it'll still blow your arm off yes <laughs> um but uh, so we're like you know doing giving some praise to the film uh there are some bits here i wrote down like it has weird continuity in some spots um like when they first arrest Tulan and they're looking through his home and stuff they go to burn down the theater part so it's dumb gasoline everywhere but then it's like 15 minutes later, Tulan's coming back, and everything looks fine. Everything's fine. I mean, I get I get the idea that maybe they burned, like, the area where he staged the plays, but that was a lot of gasoline, a lot of fire, and it doesn't look like there was any damage to anything else. Yeah. So I just thought that was a weird, weird kind of thing to do. Um, one of the things that actually really impresses me with the film is how well they did the time period on the mudding that they had. Oh, for sure. For uh, sure. They did the time period well. They did like all the costumes are there. The uh, set designs actually there, which is rare for a full moon film. Uh, but I thought they did a good job. The city locales that they did, the setup, uh, the makeup, the hair, everything like every, it looks like fucking Germany nineteen forties. I was very impressed for it, especially for a nineteen ninety one film made for eight hundred grand supposedly. Hey, this movie is only twenty thousand dollars more than Puppet Master Two. Yeah. And it looks like it cost ten times more. Yeah, it, I mean, they used their money to full effect in this. Like, the money is on the screen, for sure. Absolutely. Good special effects on all the uh, the dead that the Doctor um, Doctor Hess has. He's trying to reanimate. There's good special effects on all the dead corpses he's working with. Um, all the puppets. There's tons of good stop-motion parts mm-hmm. in the film. Um yeah, just good all around on that regard. Um, the script is good. The pacing is good. I like all the characters. Uh, even the even like the betrayal of uh, that kid's father with Toulon really makes sense in the realm of the script. Yeah, for sure. Like this is reward. Well, I want my wife back, so just just take it. Yeah, keep the reward. Give me my wife and me and my son get get out of here. For sure. It's 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 just a very tight, well greased film. Um, is there anything specific? that you wanted to point out that you liked before we get into any negatives? Uh, no. Okay. Um, I think we're hitting all the points because even my negatives, I mean, I mean, you might have some, but I don't have a ton. I mean, uh, neither do I, yeah. They, they obviously, there's, there's some footage reuse. So they get some flashbacks to Master 2. We have to reuse all that quote-unquote Egypt footage. Yeah. Which, and this film actually looks terrible. It looks god It looks terrible in comparison to how the rest of this film looks. Which goes to show just how I guess bad Puppet Master 2 is. Yeah, Puppet Master 2 is bad. <laughs> For sure. Um, but otherwise, no, and the acting is solid. Uh, I think we've hit on that. Um, like I said, Guy Rolf as Andre Chillon is fantastic. Uh-huh. He seems very likable, lovable, loves children, loves making them happy and everything, and then you know, obviously things take a shit. And it's time to fucking do business and go on a just because it becomes a revenge film. Mm-hmm. Where he's just using puppets to seek revenge on the Nazis. Fuck yeah. Yeah, get some good action of Pinhead and Tunneler. Tunneler, probably one of my favorite Tunneler deaths. Just goes through the backseat and goes right through the chest of a, of a guy driving a Jeep. Yep. Or not a Jeep, but you know, a German car or whatever. Yeah. And I thought, like, oh, oh man. <laughs> That was pretty good. Although Pinhead does throw a brick at one guy's face. Just straight up throws a brick at a dude's face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, so I mean, I mean, this might be a short review for Bowmaster Three because it's just a good film. Yeah, it's a really, really good film. Like I cannot uh, suggest it enough. If you have any interest in the Puppet Master franchise, honestly, you would not be doing yourself a disservice to just watch Three. Yeah, no, no kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, so, um, so the, star ratings or? No, actually, I wanted to say real quick. Sure. Uh, and I, and, and, and in the end, when uh, when uh, Tolan gets revenge on Kraus, I feel like his death is incredibly brutal, uh, very well deser- satisfying, very satisfying it's for the viewer. It's very satisfying. It's brutal, and he deserves it. Absolutely. There's no there's no sympathy for the villain. He is just an asshole, Gestapo piece of shit, and he gets what's coming to him, and it's fantastic when it happens. Yep. So, Star Rings. Uh, the, uh, ta- um, oh, yeah. Uh, the tagline of Puppmaster 3 is when good puppets go bad, but I feel that doesn't make any sense. If anything, it should be when bad puppets go good. Well, that was also like the tagline at the end of Puppmaster 2, like, coming soon, Puppet Master 3. No, 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 wait. Puppet Master 4 was when good when good uh, puppets go... Uh, when bad puppets go good. That was the tagline at the end of Puppmaster 3. Oh, probably. I when forget. They- that's fine. No, 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 yeah. It teases uh, Puppet Master 4 at the end of Puppet Master 3. It's like, come and shoot Puppet Master 4 when bad puppets turn good. I'm like, uh, what? I don't know. <laughs> they, they, they've been good. I don't, yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> and they and they went good at the end of the other two films, too, so I don't understand what this is. Yeah, generally they seem fine. They're just like, get asshole puppet tears controlling them. A couple times, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Star Ratings. Uh, Steve, what do you got on this one? Uh, nostalgia-free, trying to be objective, a very solid four. I am right there with you. Four yeah. stars. And, like, if I go with nostalgia, maybe a four and a half, just because little boy Steve loved Puppet Master 3 so much. But if I turn that off, it's still a very, very solid four. Absolutely. Totally agree. We're on a, an agreement on that. Uh, coming up next, though, I, I think, uh, there'll be some disagreements. Yes. As we get into Puppet Master 4! Also known as Puppetmaster 4, The Demon. Never heard it called that, and that is stupid. Yeah, it's not any of the stuff that's... I don't know, it's just like with uh, Puppetmasters 2. Uh, what was that? Puppetmaster 2, His Unholy Holy Creations. Creations. <laughs> oh, man. Subtitles. A young scientist working on an artificial intelligence project is the target of a strange gremlin-like creature who are out to kill him and thus terminate his research. By coincidence, in one of his friends he uses this mysterious case containing the puppets of the quote-unquote puppet master. When the puppets are brought to life, they help destroy the creatures. Okay. I, I like this review. By coincidence... <laughs> Just the end of the synopsis says, Isn't that fucking convenient? Oh, okay. Um, time to look at the notes here. This is where the continuity really falls, starts falling apart for me. Because uh, especially if they're saying that one and two are both in continuity, who put the puppets back in the case? Um, but, well, well, obviously Torch isn't here, so when... Yeah, Torch is on the cover for the movie. When the old lady leaves, uh, she just takes Torch and leaves, puts everyone back in the trunk, puts it up in the attic, and just drives off a Torch. Like, you and me, Torch, we're going to entertain some children. <laughs> entertain children, I mean burn them alive. That's how we do it. Yeah, I never... Torch is literally on the cover for this movie, and he's not yeah, in the film at, at all. It, yeah. And I don't yeah. know why. I mean, I know why, That when we'll fucking get into that. Mm-hmm. Jesus, okay, let's get into it. Uh, Puppet Master 4. Uh, as this, the synopsis said, 
Um, we start the film off uh, with uh, this Robert Zadar looking fucking demon. <laughs> I say that because this dude's chin is fucking ginormous. I hope people are getting the joke on that. Which is all prosthetic puppet, puppet that some guy's controlling. Which, as in, like, the special effect for it is some guy controlling a puppet of this demon. Which I have to say looks pretty good. It does, honestly. Um, and he's in the underworld saying, apparently, uh, Andre Tolan stole their secrets. Sutek. And so, him and some weird, weird bug-eye fly-looking dudes. Those guys are weird. Send up some little creatures to try to kill people. I, I, this is really, okay. This is one of the parts I don't understand why things are happening. Like, if you get the film, you meet this doctor lady who's working on this artificial intelligence. Like, oh, she's neat. We're going to meet her. We're going to have be with her through the film. Nope. Nope. She just immediately gets killed. She dies almost immediately, and you're left wondering why. Why Why did this sharp little puppet, like, uh, puppet, uh, monster-looking thing kill her? I don't understand. Apparently, other people are trying are, like, replicating the life uh, formula that Sutek apparently created eons ago or whatever. And but they're not. Yeah, I know. They aren't at all. Like, they're just... doing artificial intelligence research of robots and computers. Yep. What the hell's going on here? Uh, Jones of Robocop 2 <laughs> is in this movie as another doctor. Uh, he, he dies. He's, he's trying to make Robocop 3. <laughs> and he gets killed. Felton Perry is his name. I wanted to make sure I get the actor credit. Uh, yeah, he's just, he's in this. I'm like, oh, cool, he's gonna be in this film. Nope, he dies. Bye! Now, I actually want to say, I'm actually really impressed, because they're actually in the same hotel this time. Yeah, they actually are. And they're showing a ton of it, but they're showing enough. I'm like, oh, wow! They couldn't fucking do this in the, uh, the second film, but I guess we can come back for the fourth film to get in there. That's nice. Pretty nice. I appreciate how these fucking demons, these super powerful demons, decide to just possess tiny doll-like things. Well, you see... Uh, <laughs> Ain't I mean, that convenient! They are pretty powerful, and they, they're smaller, so they can sneak around more, and, you know... Sure. Well, there you go. That's the answer. <laughs> I solved all your problems with me. Five out of five. Boom. Let's move on. Uh, so we meet uh, the main character of the film, uh, Rick Myers, who's apparently a super genius, played by Gordon Curry, who I, I, I like quite a bit. I did like him a lot, yes. I like the characters in this movie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Right off the bat. Like, I would say all the characters in this film are the best. Best of all. About, out, besides, I guess, leaving out Andre Tolan and stuff from the third film. But if we're talking like... One and two. Hey, here's some people. Will they survive? Will they not survive? Like, Puppet Master, Puppet Master 2. These are the best group of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam- Cameron. I think, yeah, I think it's Cameron. Um, is a... Uh, is like the rival to Rick in a way. He is such an asshole. <laughs> A giant asshole. But it's like one of those asshole characters I really dislike. I'm like, yeah, this guy's right. <laughs> He's totally fucking right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Let's fuck this shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember, like, super necessary. All the all the, uh, the quotes, but... <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Um, I have so many notes written down so, like, from so early in the film, I noticed. Like, um... The character Felton Perry plays. He has, like, a nuclear-powered incinerator in his lab. Yeah. That he puts the little demon thing in. I don't know why that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what I got here. Oh, yeah, the Ouija board thing. When they find the trunk that has the dolls in it. It's like, this is a Ouija board. I had one of these when I was a kid. What kind of fucking Ouija board did you have when you were a kid? <laughs> uh, totally uh, generic one that's not uh, illegal to show on screen. 
Yeah, because this one is like Ouija. This is like some Egyptian-looking silly shit. This ain't no fucking Ouija board. Not at all. Someone wrote that line, but then like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Ouija's a brand by company. We can't use that. Well, fuck. <laughs> well, we got this. Let's use this shit. Okay, fine. Thanks. I'm just going to get my notes. I know we're jumping over stuff. Uh, my favorite thing is they're, they find Tolan's journal. It is written in English. Yes. <laughs> of course it is. I know it'd be too inconvenient for it to be in German, but I, I'm laughing because like, the page is everything. It's English. Why did Tolan write in English? Bill, he was clearly speaking English in the previous film. Uh, okay. <laughs> As was all of Germany. <laughs> all of them. They're all speaking English with German accents. Jesus. Uh, Jester and Leech Woman are, are MIA from this film. I'm sorry. No, just they find Jester. I wrote that down before. Look, Leech Woman is MIA from this film. Yep. Because she died in two. Yeah. And there's, no, so, the continuity of this franchise is fucking weird. Especially because they just randomly pick and choose puppets to be in every film. And it never makes any goddamn sense half the time. Yeah, I don't know how much of a negative I want to hold against the films for that. But it, is, it has become glaring kind of annoying at times. It's annoying, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, Tunneler is here, but he, and he, he died. Yep. The second one. But I guess no, he's alive again. Woo! Because I think from now, I think most of the continuity were falling from three. But then again, but then it's like, well, where's Leech Woman? What happened? Yeah, and... she magically turned on, turned into a decapitron. <laughs> <laughs> she had, she had a change of, you know, she was, she wanted to be her true self. Right, absolutely. So she, so she had a doll change. <laughs> Jesus. Ha 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 Topical references. So part of uh, Rick's tests earlier in the film for his testing of artificial intelligence is he has these little like shitty battle bots he put laser guns on and they're so shitty too. Yeah, I mean, like whatever. I'll, I'll, yeah, whatever. I, I, yeah, yeah. So he's like shooting with the plane at them and stuff. Being in the film, we're like ah ha ha. So then later in the film, the power goes out. So they're in their separate rooms, and he's gonna play laser tag with Pinhead and Tumbler. That's fine. He wants to test their intelligence. Cool. Absolutely. But then there's, like, music, like, rock music playing. I'm like, okay, this is a soundtrack music. But then we discover that the music is actually playing in his room. Yep. But the power, I thought, is, and then the movie is supposed to be still out. So where is this music coming from? A battery operated? I guess. Maybe. But this is so funny, because I'm like, it was one of those weird moments, like, I thought this is a soundtrack. I mean, this is actual music they're playing, that's why they can't hear people screaming in the other room. Apparently. It's weird. I, I was really surprised by that. <laughs> um, I want to say that the uh, the medium lady in this is very attractive. She is, very much. Actually, I, what's, what was weird to me is that uh, Susie, who is Rick's girlfriend, they say is like in, does like Iron Man competition, like strong woman type stuff. Mm-hmm. But that never comes up, and she certainly doesn't look like it. Like, I have a friend who does competes in strong, like strong man, strong woman, like weightlifting type stuff, and no... Yeah, Susie, Susie doesn't look like that. She she doesn't do that. She does not do that. No, but apparently she does, and she competes high and does stuff like that. I guess uh, something. Uh, but I like so it gets to the point where um, the median medium Lauren gets taken over by the demons, and they bring in forth like little demons in their apartment. So her and Cameron scream, run out. Probably my favorite part of the film is the car won't start and they're stuck in the rain and Cameron's yelling at Lauren to get out and push. That was a good part. I'm like, this guy is a dick, but he, it's it's just working so well. It works so laugh. well. 
I was laughing and loving it so much. <laughs> no, but the scenes where um, Pinhead and, and Tyler were playing t- laser tag, I thought were pretty fine. I think they're doing okay. But there's a lot of shots of just like arms moving up and down, back and forth. But I, I kind of appreciate it that Rick makes little laser guns for them to hold. Yes, it's adorable. <laughs> it kind, of made, kind of made me laugh. Um, what else do I got here? Bug eyes. They they oh they they the bug eye guys die when the little demons die. That seems kind of inconvenient. <laughs> uh, we're introduced to, 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 to Decapitron which is literally there was a supposed to be a full moon movie called Decapitron with that being the main character This I, I don't know if it was the hero or the monster or whatever but it was supposed to be a robot that could change its heads and do other robot stuff and Charles Band said that shit's too expensive cancel that but hey let's just take that idea and put it into Puppet Master yeah, it's kind of weird. Well, all of a sudden, we're getting Andre Toulon's like reincarnated head on this puppet. It just grows ta- onto them, talking to them, being like, "Hey, um, you know, activate this and stuff." Uh, I guess believe in the believe in the puppets. I guess. Yep. Okay. Bye. <laughs> and then they use electricity. He comes back to life. I have to say, I like the design. That cool little head. All that has like these machine guns on the side that never come into play ever. At least in this film, um, it, it's kind of weird. All I wrote down is Tolan is a fucking puppet. Oh <laughs> uh, well, he put his soul into this puppet that has sweet electricity powers. No, his soul's not in this puppet. His soul's just wandering around, like talking to Blade and everybody. He's a ghost. Boo, boo, ghost, boo, ghost. Uh, which also, I, guess, I mean, I guess his soul has to be there, but at the same time, it makes no sense because if they're going off the, the like how things work in the third film, there's no soul to activate Decapitron. It just kind of comes to life. Uh, he did the magic like a Jedi ghost. He did the incantation, and then he just put his own soul into the puppet. Convenient. Ain't that convenient? I am the Decapitron. Is that Boom. is that seriously your name? Too long? Is that what you? That's what you're going with? Yes. Okay. Hey, I mean, you're the puppet master. Fuck Suck my dick. <laughs> Whoa, this is getting weird. Decapitron this, motherfuckers. Um, so that's my notes and my general positives. I have general positives. Like I said, I like everybody well enough. I I, I guess we was getting the negatives, so I Steve didn't like this so much, is that this film, nothing really happens in it. Fucking nothing happens. Four and five are clearly, were like clearly written and shot as one movie and they got to the fucking editing room and said hey we got like fucking four hours worth of footage that we can use fuck it let's release it as two movies hey but this first part is just kind of like act one there's not really an ending ah shut the fuck up you piece of fucking shit uh fuck you let's release it anyway and that's how this movie feels to me nothing fucking happens it doesn't bother me that much like i I think it for as little happens, I feel it's paced well enough. I was never sitting there feeling super bored. I'm like, okay, okay. It feels almost... I mean, I wanted to say I equate it to kind of like the first film, as in there's just these little things running around killing people, and they have to stop these little things killing people. And that's really what they accomplish in this. I think the problem is that when the film ends, it just ends. It's like, we killed the thing. We're done. Bye. It's like, it's like a hard cut done. Yeah. There's no, like, to be continued. There's no, like, coming soon, Puppetmaster 5. It's just like, well, we killed the little thing. Bye. <laughs> Everything's fine now. That's probably my biggest complaint in that regard. I mean, it's a it's a quick seventy nine minutes. I like everybody in it. There's like no one I expressly hated to make it a terrible experience for me. 
unlike a lot of the problems I have, like, there's some more problems I have with, like, Pubmaster 3 and 2 that this film doesn't have, for me, anyways. I mean, I guess it's just a simple case that it bothered me way more than it bothered you. I, no, exactly. I agree yeah. that those problems are there, but it's one of those cases where it just did not, does not bother me. I was fine with it. I liked how they brought the dolls back to life, and the dolls aren't immediately trying to kill them. That That's showing the dolls' personality off again. It's like, hey, hey, you guys, we, we're, we brought you guys back to life. Hey, cool, what's this, that, neat. I like just, I like those more quiet moments where it's just people interacting with the dolls. It almost reminds me of kind of like prehysteria. Mm-hmm. Like kids just have these tiny dinosaur friends. And this movie is like people just find these puppets and they're just trying to like, hey, cool puppets. And it, I don't know, it just worked for me. That's fine. It did not work for me. I, I don't like the pacing of the film. I feel nothing happens. I Personally, I was bored through a lot of the movie. And again, nothing fucking happens. There's no... There's a <laughs> conflict and there's like no real resolution... It just fucking Andre Toulon's head magically appears on this puppet again, and he goes just like, Hey, sup, you're the puppet master now. Everything's going to be cool. And then the main character is just, I feel like he's going to be like, Hey, but what about the rest of Sutek end credits? Like, that's that's <laughs> fucking it. I, I don't like 4 at all. I, I hate 4. I think it is just a waste of my time. As I said to Bill, you know, when I first mentioned it, uh, Puppet Master 4 and 5 really just fucking feel like the Toxic Avenger 2 and 3 to me, which was exactly what I just described. He, Galoy Kaufman got a million dollars to make Toxic Avenger 2 and accidentally shot so much footage that he just turned Toxic Avenger 2 into two separate movies, and you can fucking feel it. That's what this movie feels like to me. It's just funny, because I, I kind of feel the same way about, I like Puppet Master, I'm not sorry, I like Toxic Avenger 2, but I don't like Toxic Avenger 3. That is true. Like, between those two movies, I do prefer 2 far more. But again, yeah, that, but a, again, 2 has no fucking ending. Oh yeah, it doesn't, it just ends. Yeah. Oh, then now there's a Black Rider, and Toxie stops him, and that's It'd it. It'd be better if the movies were better like, edited to actually have a climax. Like, if, if Puppet Master 4 ended with a like something ominous happening with the demon i wouldn't i wouldn't mind i'd be okay with that but it just doesn't it is hard cut ends to credits there's no like ps part there's no like coming soon pup master five something something you know it just ends yep <laughs> do, do you think if there was an actual like ominous like going back down to demon land and like the demon dude doing something something terrible do you think that would change your perception of it probably or? probably okay so it's just as simple as that probably yeah it was just it's just everything falls short to me it's just it's just a seventy nine minutes of and then nothing and it's undone. It's like well what 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 happened? Yeah, what happened? That's a that's a Fred, that's a Fred Willard reference to um, a Mighty Wind. Perfect. What happened? <laughs> uh, like two people get that fucking reference. Um, I yeah I don't I mean otherwise I think if we hit everything on that I don't have anything else to really say about Puppet Master Four. Uh, me neither. I think, uh, well, I guess I like when the puppets are killing the demon dudes, how they just, like, pin them against, the one, they just pin one of them against the wall, and Tumblr just goes right for the belly. Yeah, that was fine. And I guess acid can be dumped on one, and it's just, it, it's fine, don't worry about it. It's cool. It takes acid and a bunch of cool electro-beamy things from Decapitron. The saw motion of Decapitron, I thought it looked really good with the leather jacket. Yeah, it did. I, I, I like I said, I like it. I like when it's just sitting there, like, like, argh, like shooting electrical beams out and stuff. I can, I, I think I realized later in the film why Torch isn't here, because I think Torch is too OP most of the time. He's just too OP. <laughs> yeah, walk up. Hey, this thing's bothering us. Okay, burn it! <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's, it's gone now. And I, same thing with Six Shooter. Six Shooter doesn't do a whole lot either. 
Too OP. He's too OP. Like, when you have a dude of six guns that can just blow the shit out of everything, you gotta just do nothing with it, because it solves all of your problems instantly. Alright, six-shooter. Uh, shoot off both of its arms. Now shoot off both of its legs. Okay, now you still have two guns left. <laughs> shoot it in the face twice. <laughs> Movie's over. Dun, 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 dun. Hey, at least it'd only be 20 minutes of nothing happening. That's true. Uh, so star ratings, uh, I, I, what do you got on this, Steve? I give this a two. Uh, I mean, there's, I like the characters far more than, you know, like, the first two Puppet Master movies, um, but that only does so much for me. You know, I feel like oh, totally, there's totally. no real plot, there's no, like, real conclusion, there's no real climax, I just, I this, I just, I did not like this movie. I give it two stars. Two stars. Well, like I said, it's kind of back to that kind of same easy level that, uh, Puppet Master had, so I give it a three. Okay. In that regards, like it's like it hits all the right points for me, and yeah. So I mean, uh, so check it out. I mean, I, I'd recommend the film uh, to see how you feel about it. If four and five got recut as one movie, I think it'd be a lot stronger because there's because there's what we good because there's good things in four, and there are good things in five. But goddamn, I hate both of these equally. So I'm I'll, I am curious to see and hear what you think of five when you do watch it, Bill. Yeah, for sure, because I'm getting on that. I, I, I know Steve kind of like goes through everything. I watch them as the week comes up, so I'm going to be really, really fresh in my brain when we talk about them. Uh, so I do look forward to watching Puppet Master 5, the final chapter. <laughs> that's my favorite That's my favorite title. Uh, and then we have Curse of the Puppet Master. Which, there's a lot of development hell story with that. That movie was supposed to be like three or four different fucking things before it became what we got. Well, I look forward to talking about that. So uh, look forward to that next week, guys. Uh, it should be a great time. If you know uh, where we can find a, re- a re- like a recut version of Puppet Master 4 and Puppet Master 5, uh, you can email us at moviefilmswithbillandsteve at gmail.com. You can find us on our Facebook. Uh, just look at moviefilmswithbillandsteve. That's also where you can, can search on iTunes for us. Uh, we also have our Tumblr where all the episodes are listed, moviefilmswithbillandsteve.tumblr.com. And if you want to like follow me on the tweet machine, check out what I'm favored in, check out what I'm talking about, you can just find me on Twitter at LovableBill. And of course, folks, you know, SilverSpotlightFilms.com and Facebook.com slash SilverSpotlightFilms. Head there, like the page. You know, that's the best place to keep an eye out for news, for me posting pictures, for the projects, and all that cool, neat jazz. Well, that sounds fantastic. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, that that uh, sorry, you just said it, and I didn't listen to a word. What you said, Indiegogo or Kickstarter? It's going to be Indiegogo for sure. I thought that. Okay, I'm going to edit this right now because I'm an edit machine. But that sounds fantastic. Uh, so everyone, keep an eye out on Indiegogo. We'll make sure to share it to the Facebook page to make sure everyone can get on that. Check it out. Get those Blu-rays. Get the HD high quality. Is this a 4K release, Steve? Uh, no, it is not a 4K release. Oh, 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 Steve, 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 Steve. That's the gimmick right now. It has to be 4K. Uh, no, it's not 4K, Bill. Oh, no, because this is 8K, motherfuckers! You know what you do? You, uh... <laughs> this is great. You shoot it in HD, transfer it to a VHS tape, and then sell it then on, like, a Y-Buy on the box, say, 4K version. Oh, my God. Yes. That I'll do. People will buy it. Charge $100 for it. It will sell out. Perfect. Put on a red VHS tape. And you're set for life. Set for life. Perfect. Uh, well, as always, guys, I've been Bill. I've been Steve. The magic that gives my puppets life is stolen from a tribe of ancient Egyptian sorcerers who pledged their allegiance to the demon lord Zutek. (laughs) 
Uh, or, or how about this one? This is like I'm gonna read all the quotes. Hey guys, you get a treat this week. I'm reading all the quotes uh, from Toulon. I'm with you, puppet master. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> moment was terrible. Shit, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, Rick Myers, you are no puppet master. Uh, Toulon. And the timeless secrets of Osiris will once again animate the lifeless. Once again. There you are, guys. I gave you all the quotes from Puppet Master 4 and IMDb. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to give you uh, my favorite Puppet Master 3 quote. Uh, 